Welcome to Awakening Today. This is a podcast from Awakening Church's School of Faith, where we drop into your feed to encourage you in your Bible reading plan, which is available on our website, awakeningchurch.com. My name is Chris. This is the week of April 19th. We read Ecclesiastes 2 through 7 and Psalm 119 verses 1 through 32. We're so glad you're with us. I want to start today with Ecclesiastes. Last week, we spent some time considering the resurrection, sitting in what the church historically has called Easter Tide. Well, today, back into the Bible reading plan we go. We find ourselves in Ecclesiastes, and man, it's a harsh turn from the resurrection back to the realities of Ecclesiastes. Because Ecclesiastes, as we have said before, is a grand experiment. It's an experiment almost as an antithesis to the resurrection. The resurrection says Christ is always present. His resurrection presence through the power of his Holy Spirit is available to all people who call on his name and confess his cross. Ecclesiastes is a thought experiment that says what if life with God is not possible? And what if God's presence is actually not with us? It's a jarring term, but one reason I love the Bible. I love the Bible because the Bible pulls in all sorts of directions. It's not afraid of anything. The writers of the Bible are not afraid to explore, to look, to seek, to find that they might understand. And in Ecclesiastes, it's a book written by Solomon, the wisest man who has ever lived, who asked God for wisdom. And nearing the end of his life, after achieving everything, he goes down a rabbit hole of thinking, philosophizing, and writes this incredible book. The beginning of Ecclesiastes is chapter one, right? And in chapter one, it opens with this word that many translations translate as meaningless. The writer says meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And that is, a, again, a jarring opening line, especially on a Tuesday morning if you happen to just be listening to this podcast then. But other translations like the ESV says vanity of vanities. Some translations say vapor of vapors. Well, this is because English translators, as they so often do, struggle to find parallels with the Hebrew. The Hebrew word here is hevel, and I talked about this in a sermon a couple of weeks ago. The word hevel, it literally means smoke. And the entire idea of Ecclesiastes is without God, without hope in God. If we just go down the rabbit hole of experimenting that God may not be with us, things are smoke. Things are meaningless. He opens it up in verse 4 saying, a generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever, right? Like, you know, we're here, we're gone. Maybe our grandparents won't our, or our great-grandchildren, if we're lucky to have them, won't even know our names. It says the wind blows north, south, around, around the wind goes, and circuit 
it's, it returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. This is verse 7. All things are full of weariness. Now, how are we going to pick it up from here? Well, one thing I want to encourage us with with Ecclesiastes is that the Bible recognizes the spectrum of emotion. Maybe you've had one of these days. Maybe over the course of, course of quarantine and shelter in place, you have had moments of despair. Moments of wondering, what is going on right now? Nothing seems to have a point. Well, Ecclesiastes is your book that says, I've been there. You see, while Ecclesiastes is a 12-chapter book that explores life without God, maybe we don't fill up 12 chapters or even a page in our journal with thoughts like that. Maybe we don't think those thoughts all the time. Maybe we don't spend lifetimes thinking those thoughts of despair. But don't we have moments where we think those thoughts of despair? Don't we have moments where we realize the fleeting nature of life? Yeah, we may not have a whole book dedicated to it, but we certainly have moments. And you know, Ecclesiastes is not the only place. There are moments of these revelations of the vanities, of the hevel, of the smoke of life all throughout your Bible. We referenced this, referenced this a couple weeks ago in the Sunday Sermon. James chapter 4, verse 14, where James says, the brother of Jesus, a leader in the church in Jerusalem, this is in your New Testament, he says, what is life? For we are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. He's quoting Ecclesiastes at some level. He's hyperlinking to it. He's echoing Ecclesiastes. What is your life? It's a mist that appears for a little while. How about Psalm 39, verse 4? The writer says, O Lord, make me know the end of my days and what is the measure of them. Let me know how fleeting I am, the writer says. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. What's the psalmist saying here? The psalmist is saying, God, help me understand the fleeting nature of life and help me understand I won't last very long. You see, at first you read Ecclesiastes and you realize this is a bummer. It's a book of despair. But the more you contemplate it and the more you read your Bible, you realize, well, there is truth here. This is God's word. And the truth is that we do not last as long as we think we will last. And our life is fleeting. And, you know, surely, as the psalmist says in thirty-nine, uh, Psalm 39, verse 5, surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. I don't know. For some reason, this encourages me on certain days. See, we sometimes move through our life thinking that we are of utmost importance, thinking that we are the most important thing. But the truth is, we are not anything extraordinary. We are created beings. God is extraordinary. And for us to understand our place is one of the first steps of humility, to realize my smallness to God's bigness, to realize my, you know, um, hevel, my, my lack of lasting next to God's lasting eternal might, man, is really, is really comforting. 
the fact that people do not have to rely on me, uh, that God does not have to rely on me, is a deeply comforting thing. Now, the other scripture you read is Psalm 139, or 119, excuse me. And in Psalm 119, there's this moment that I love, because if we don't last, if we are Hevel, the question is, what does last? Psalm 119, verse 1, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. He says, blessed is that person. Ecclesiastes shows us life without God. The Psalms show us a life saturated in God. Ecclesiastes shows us the possibility of God's presence being gone. The Psalms show us the impossibility of God's absence. In other words, the complete saturation of God's presence everywhere. Juxtaposing the Psalms with Ecclesiastes should bring us to the alarming reality that life without God leads to despair, but life with God creates meaning in our despair. The Psalms are beautiful because they don't ignore the hard things, but they saturate the hard things in the very presence of God. You see, we are not original in our thinking of life without God. We're not original when we go into those moments of despair. You may find yourself driving or walking around feeling anxious, seeing people wearing masks, considering how long this virus might go, and you might thinking, what is the point of all this? What is going on? And the Bible says, I've been there. The writers of the Bible say, we have seen that. And we have also seen that doing that thought process without God does lead to despair. But when you take that thought process like the Psalms do and take them into the presence of God, suddenly the meaning is transformed. In other words, instead of saying, gosh, everything is meaningless and life is hevel, the Psalms say, O Lord, again, Psalm 39 verse 4, O Lord, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? When we bring our heaviness, our vanity of vanities, our meaninglessness to God, suddenly meaning appears. Without God, we will struggle to find meaning. With God, there is meaning in our struggle. Without God, meaning is like vapor or smoke. It's hard to grasp. But with God, meaning is present. It's almost inescapable. Suddenly, everything has meaning. And suddenly, this virus, which at some points of our despair, we act like Ecclesiastes. We go, what is the point? This seems meaningless. But when we take it to God, suddenly we see what God does. And we go, no, this is a terrible circumstance we're in. This is awful. This might get worse. This might get so much harder. But there's got to be something for us here because God is here. God is present. God is with us. And the great thought experiment of Ecclesiastes ran its course already. We don't have to run it again. Psalms is the great answer to Ecclesiastes. Psalms is the great counterbalance to despair. 
when we bring despair and meaninglessness to God, we are revived. And so, are you struggling to find meaning? Are you struggling to find purpose? Do not be afraid of bringing your despair to God. Say to God, God, I'm in despair. Say to God, God, I need help. Say to God, God, I don't know what this means. This all seems pointless. And watch your prayers transform your mind. And may you, as you take your hevel to God and your struggle to God, may you see the meaning of the presence of God when you bring him everything in you. And may God's grace and peace be with you as you go about your days. We love you guys.